Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Mem Vav. We will begin on Mem Vav Amalav at the top of the page, where it says the Amalava Kidrava. Oh, welcome. Uh, today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like to speak to sponsoring today's Daf, please contact Mr. Victor Sabag. Mr. Victor Sabag is anxiously awaiting his phone ringing with people. Um, calling him about sponsorship opportunities. Uh, says the Gemara as follows. Ten more. You're on it, actually. Okay, good. Uh, we had mentioned yesterday that if a goy who jumps into the mikvah as the Jew is dipping him to acquire him as a slave, he jumps in to make himself a ger, he will buy himself, he, he became a Jew. And once he became a Jew, he can't be enslaved, and therefore he can no longer be Ovid Kohali. And we're giving you explanation of why that is. The Gemara says, Kid Rava, it works like Rava. Dama Rava, this Rava says, Hikdish, in the following three cases, you could ruin the she'ibud, which means the following. In general, let's say a person borrows money, and the person lending money requires a security. Okay. So he gives them, for example, a car. And then, after he gives them the car, he decides to makdish the car to the Betamikdash. When I gave the car to you, it was mine. But you, once you took possession of it, I won't be able to do that. But if I did it before I defaulted on the loan, then I could maktish it, and then it belongs to the Betamakdash, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to come back to me for the money, because that security won't work. That's hikdish. Or chametz, let's say the, the item I gave you was scotch, some, some, a case of scotch, in order to secure my loan. And then... Pesach came, and I was mavatel all my chametz. Now you don't own it anymore, right? Okay. Right. Or shechur, or if I free the slave, let's say I gave you my slave as security, and I choose to free him. There's nothing you could do. All those things, Rabbi says. Knock him out. So too, this knocks out. Mati Rav Chista. So Rav Chista asked the question. Ma said the story of Bilioria Hagorit with a, a lady called Bilioria, who she was. She converted to be Jew, Jewish. She kidmu avadeha v'tavlu lefanea. That her slaves, who she owned, what she had owned slaves before she converted. So when she converted, her slaves also had to dip also in order to become Jewish like her. Of course. Okay. okay. And they jumped in before her, which means she was going to dip. And they dipped before she... They they, they dipped to convert before she did. Okay? So the Gemara says, they asked the rabbis, they bought themselves, they're now free men. She lost her slaves. Hazita. She converted, and now she's slaveless. Right? Because they jumped in before she Correct. Now it sounds like from the Gemara, if it was before her, yes. 
So you see from here that once you own by a Jew, you can't jump in. It sounds like only because they did it before her, that's how they became free. But if they were done it afterwards, it sounds like not. So how could... <coughs> how could Rav say in the Gemara before that if you buy a slave from a goy and he jumps in, he's going to be freed? I thought in the story of but of this this giorit, it's only because they did it before her. Mm-hmm. When they jump in before her, ben they get free whether they jump in say stam, they jump in without having anything in mind, or whether they jump in saying, I'm going in to be a Jew. Either way they're free, because they're before her, and she's not a Jew yet. So of course they're gonna go they're gonna go free. But if they jump in after her, which means that she converted before them, then if they say specifically that they're going in for freedom, then they're free. But if they go without saying anything, then they're not going to be freed. So that's why we said, the reason why we said the word that they went in front of her is because they went in stam. They didn't even say anything when they went in. But since they went in before her, so they can't be slaves because she's not, a, she's not even Jewish yet. And therefore, that's why, that's why they went free. Did you follow? Because she wasn't Jewish yet? Because she wasn't Jewish, that's why they went free even without saying anything. But had, they, had she been Jewish, she could. Rav's, right, Rav's rule is, is correct that if they're Jewish and they say it, then they could go free also. Okay. You understand? Because she wasn't Jewish. Because she wasn't they're Jewish they're yet. Therefore, they don't, have, they don't have anything in mind. Just the fact that you dipped. Oh, you dipped for to be converting. He, she's, not, she's not Jewish yet, so you can't be her slaves. You're free. Alamak. Okay. You understand? You following this or no? I got it. Okay. So what if she told... This is where I get it. She told not to dip. Don't dip. Yeah. And he did it anyways. And I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. It probably works anyway. I'm going to have Ivia. Ivia claims that when Rav said that you could get yourself free, that's only if you bought the slave from a goy. But if you bought the slave from himself, then he's yours. In other words, we said that if you bought a slave from a goy, since the goy doesn't own the goof of the slave, he only has the rights to the work of the slave, therefore he can't sell you that. And therefore, when if he dips, if he had sold you himself, then his dipping won't help him because you already own him. But the goy can't, when the goy, you buy from a goy, the goy can't sell you himself because the goyim don't own the other goyim themselves, yeah. and therefore he only owns the work, and therefore when he dips, he could be able to get out of it. That's what we said yesterday. The reason why when you buy a, go- a slave from a goy, you're, the guy's able to jump and get out of it yeah, by jumping okay. in, is because the original goy who, who sold him to you only the owns not the, the work, not the, not the guy. Right. But So he's saying, that's only true if you bought a slave, a goy from another goy. Okay. But if you bought the goy from himself, that's what the goy said, I'll sell myself to you as a slave. For a million dollars. Okay. Right? And he's selling then it. he is selling his body to you. Okay. And then he won't be able to jump yeah. in and, and... And get out of it. Right. You understand? How do we know this? Let's look inside. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it's in the Pasuk. Even from the people who live with you, from him, them you could buy. Atem you could buy from them, 
but they can't buy from you. Right? And they can't buy one from each other. And therefore, you know that a, 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 a Jew could buy a goy from a slave, but a goy can't buy not a Jew or a goy. When we said they, they can't buy from you, what does that mean? If it's telling you they can't require a Jew, he can't buy a Jew even for his work. What do you mean? It's not true. A, a goy a can't buy a Jew to buy his rights to his labor. He's not going to buy the Jew himself, but buying the labor he can't do. But it doesn't say, or to a, 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 a Jew who gets sold to a goy. That's a goy. Right? So that means he, he could buy at least a thing, right? He could buy at least a Jew. So it must be. El the Gufe must be talking about buying himself, buying himself straight. The Kamarachman of the Torah says, Atem Kunimichem, that you could buy from you. Afilu Gufe, you could even, that means a Jew could even buy the Goy. When it says, where let it buy from them, that means you could buy them also. Barachem Achia, Bekaspa Utvila. Yes, a Jew could buy a goy, but maybe that's only with money and tevila. Your says, you're right, kasha, that's really kasha, that's a good kasha. Okay, so it's not necessarily a proof to have either Israel. Okay, Amashmu. Now, we're trying to figure out a way how you're going to dip this guy and make it work. So Shmuel says, You have to push him in the water. Which means, you don't want this guy to get freed. That means, It means that the goy could theoretically claim later that I dipped to be free, and therefore he's free. So if you want to make sure that you have an open-shut case, that your slave is a slave and he's not free, make sure that you're using him as a slave while he's in the war. Using him as a slave to do work in the Well, so we're going to see how, how it works. Kiha minin of ashi. It was a minimin who was a slave of Rav Ashi. They had to dip him. Master Ravina. So Rav Ashi needed to get his slave converted. Rav Ashi is one of the later Amoraim. Okay? Right? He gave him to Ravina and Rav Acha Braid Rava. Okay? So he gave him to them. Amal Husa, he told him. In order to get him dipped, he Rav Ashi didn't want to do it himself. So he gave it to Ravina of Acha. The son of Rava, Amalei told him, "Understand that I'm, I'm going to want money from you if this guy comes out and says that he's free. I paid half a million dollars for the slave. Figure out a way to get this guy dipped without him coming out and saying that he's free." Okay. okay? So they figured out what to do. Watch, Ramule Asa They put a leash around the guy's neck. Okay. Now, if you have a leash on your neck, you're a slave, right? 
More regular people don't walk around with leashes. Oh, when you're dipping their hair, oh so what happened? Oh. Our pula, then they loosened it, but something and they tightened it. Okay? okay. I guess what you're saying. Right? While he's in the water. Our pula, they loosened it. So it shouldn't be a, uh, shouldn't be a chatisa. shouldn't be uh, in between him and the water. And then, tells her they tightened it, because they didn't want to say, oh, I, I, if they loosen it, he could say, I was a free man. So they tightened it to show that he's still a slave. So loosen and tightened it. Okay? We, we, who loosens and tightened it? We loosen it? They did. They loosened and tightened it. Bahadi the Dali as soon as he, he picked his head out of the water, they put a a pile of cement on his head. And they told him, to the go bring it to your, to your master's house. So as his head came out of the water, they put the cement on his head. They really gave him a job. Right. This way he's a slave. You got it? They don't let him think one time. Right, because otherwise you go, know, Oh yeah, you know, I came up for then we have troubles. Okay, so Ravashi gave it to Ravina. Ravina figured out a good way to get the guy dipped without. Yeah. You with us? Yeah, that's what you said. Okay. Chazi Mor, Hani, Debe, Papa Baraba. Did you see the house of Papa Baraba? They give money to the tax. It seems like the, the karga was the, the government would come and they want a head tax on every guy. And if you don't pay the head tax, you're in trouble. So what did the government say? How did they get their money? They said anyone who pays the head tax for someone who didn't pay, you acquire him as a slave. Oh, wow. So You got it? If you, if you did favor somebody else, that person becomes a slave. Well, I didn't favor. I paid for him. Oh, okay. I paid his tax, so therefore you're my slave. So now what happened? The, the, the Papa Bar Abba, they used to pay money for poor Goyim, for the karga. And then they would enslave them. Kinavki. I want to know when they go free, do they need a star shechru, like, like a Jewish slave, or not? Are they real Jewish slaves? So basically what happens is, I, uh, the tax costs, let's say, $10,000. Right? Uh, I pay the tax for the guy. The guy works for me six months. Now, when he leaves it to six months, does he need a get shakur? Like, like a regular Evid Klani who goes free, he needs a get shakur? He needs a get to sign like a get. Okay. Or you don't need a get. He's just working for you, but, but you don't own him. That's the question. So says, I'm a less, or if I told him back, Ichu shchivi lo amalichu hamilta. If I was dead, I wouldn't be able to tell you this. You'd have no one to go to for this answer. But I'll tell you, this is what Rosh said about this thing. The, the seal that seals these guys as slaves is in the chest of the king. And the king says, Whoever doesn't pay the tax is... is a slave to one who paid the tax. And therefore, since the king says they're a slave, they're slaves. And that's it. Yes, they, they do need to get. Yes. Okay. Reb Bar Abba, you with me or no? Yeah, I'm with you. Just like the olden days are very different. Yes. 
went to the town of Gavla. He saw a Jewish woman who got pregnant by people who converted, but they, they did milah without going in the mikvah. And these girls got pregnant from them. He saw that there was um, Jewish wine, which means kosher wine, which is not mevushal, and the Goyim would put water into it to mix it for the Jews, because they used to mix water in the wine in those days. The Goyim would put the, put the water in, and the Jews would drink it afterwards. Even though it was not Mufushal, they let the Goyim put the water in to mix it for them. Right? Interesting. And they saw turmeric beans. You know what a turmeric bean is? They have them sometimes. They're these little yellow beans. I used to buy them from Mikey sometimes. They used to sell them in the, in the butcher. These turmeric beans. Okay. Those salty beans, you, you like you pop them out of the. Okay, the you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they come they, like it naturally comes with like a little uh, like a, a, sh- a, a plastic, like it, it's like a plastic type of thing. Yeah. You pop out the tumors and then you I eat, think, I think you eat the yellow, yellow. I think you throw it out. You throw it out. You can eat it also if you want, but you know, some people do, some people don't. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, the, so you saw these tumors beans, which were which were cooked by the goyim, and the Jews are eating them. Yeah, so he, he didn't tell them anything. So Rabbi Rabbi didn't say anything. Atikmenu went to Rabbi Yochanan. Amalei told Rabbi Yochanan told him, "Tell go tell them three things. These people in this town of of uh, Gavla, tell them three things. First of all, tell all the pregnant girls who married the goyim who conver- uh, converted with Mila only. You go tell them that they kids Okay, that's first of all. Well, Yenam, tell them about the wine. It's Yain that the wine is Yain Nesach. Sasur. Okay? And the Tormus means, tell them about the Tormus, right? Tell them that's Bishul Goyim, Bishul Akum. Bishul Akum, it's cooked by Goy, it's Sasur. Okay? Why? Lefishi Enam Betra. Because the people of Gavla are not B'nai Torah. And therefore we have to be strict on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's see what's going on. These We're going to go through one by one. These are people that had. They had without, without going they, in the they, they converted. Okay. They're acting like Jews. Right? They, but, they they they, they back. but then they go to the mikveh again. So they're supposed to do mikveh first and then... Well, they're supposed to do both, at least. I don't know which first, but they're supposed to do both. They only did one. Okay? So he said, We said that the children of Mamzerim... That's Rabbi Yochanan Tamer. That's Rabbi Yochanan. That's according to his reason. Remember, we had a machloka before whether a Jew gets pregnant from a goy if the kid is a mamzer or not. Yeah. Some rabbis had said that you're not a mamzer. It's just a goy, right? And Rabbi Yochanan said you were a mamzer. When we had a kavachomer, we had a list. Another answer. So this, this rabbi who they asked about this place was Rabbi Yochanan. And he was the one who said, hey, when you have a kid from a goy, you're a mamzer. So it must be, he holds two things. He holds, first of all, since you dipped, we didn't dip, you're a goy. And he also has to hold that a goy who has relationship with a Jew, the kid's a mamzer. Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Otherwise, why would the kid be a mamzer anyway? Who cares that he's a goy? The kid's not a mamzer. But it happens to be the Esther Yochan, and he, that's his opinion. Right. Right. You with us or no? Yeah, I got it. Okay. He holds, number one, he holds that you're not a guarantee until you do both. Since you didn't dip, you're a goy. That if a goy come, or, or, or a slave comes on, comes on a Jewish lady, the kid's a mamzer. And therefore... So a slave comes on a Jewish lady... Yeah, there's two points. Number one is, you're, 
you're still a goy until you do both. Mm-hmm. And number two is, a goy with a Jew, a Jew with a Jewish girl, equals mamzer. Mm-hmm. Both those opinions are Rebbe opinion. Okay. And that's how it works. Okay. Why was the wine yain esich? Mishum lech lech aminu nazira. Schor schor lekam alotikrav. That is not a real thing. So now, this means that technically they didn't touch the wine. The goyim just poured water in the wine. And technically, you should say, if you just poured water in the wine, they didn't touch it. It's not Yain but the rabbis put an extra gizera because we don't want, if we let them pour the water in, they might touch it. Correct. Why, on the tumas being that it's called bishulakum, usually bishulakum is usually only on something that is. Oh, no. We said, oh, no, we said tumas beams because of bishulakum. And we said that really, it's not really true. It's not really. Sounds like it's not really Bishul Akum, but because these people are not B'nai Torah, therefore we're worried that they're going to take, we give them a leniency, they're going to take it and run with it. And therefore we tell them, oh, it's Bishul Akum even on the Tormus beans. So the Lord is asking now, Hani B'nai Torah Shari? What, if they were B'nai Torah, you would let the Tormus beans? Why would you let them? Hamar B'shmur B'yitzhak M'shmur D'Rav. Anything that's edible raw, there's no problem of bishulakum. So if a goy cooks you an apple, it's fine. Even though the goy turns on the fire and he baked you baked, baked apples, since apples are edible raw, it's fine. Okay. Right. Potatoes are not edible raw, so if he makes you, uh, you know, baked potatoes, it's not allowed. But if he makes you, you understand? If a goy makes something that's not edible, raw, it's fine. So, but we're saying, but but why are you saying that this would be fine if they were bnei Torah? It, it wouldn't. They wouldn't be fine because tumas means they're not edible raw. So why are you making it like oh because they're not bnei Torah? No, it's asur because it's asur because it's not edible raw. Tumas you can't eat raw. It needs to be cooked seven times. Hmm. Right? Seven times. Huh? Did you know that? No, I don't even know about the with the. the, the the raw thing. Yeah. Okay. But it happens to be Tormus. If you go, if you go to uh, go to Mikey, he'll tell you that they cook them seven times. Wow. I once asked about these things. Okay. I change the water each time. Right? Tormus in Ochal Kotchukai, Vieshmoshum Mushlakum. Rabbi Yochanan Kiedak Lishan Sevilla. Rabbi Yochanan holds like a different version of Shmuel Yitzik. Dama Shmuel Yitzik, Mishmed the Rav. Call Shein Oles Ram Yuchin, Lechova Pat, and Mushlakum. So, there's another rule, which is, anything that's not fancy enough that you would serve on a king's table, okay. it, there's no problem if a goy cooks it. So if you have a thing that's not really cool, it's not fancy, that you serve on the king's table to eat bread with. So you have roast, you eat that with bread, that's a sort If a goy cooks a roast or a steak for you, that's a problem. What would be not fancy? Not fancy, well, tourmus beans, for sure. It's not nothing, nothing really fancy about those, uh, but there's a lot of things that are really, really not. Um, what, give me an example of something that's not. Um, uh, I don't 
Right, they'll tell you if they cook beans, any regular beans, they're all, no, no one serves beans at a wedding. You never go to a wedding they're serving you beans. No. Right, or they're serving you uh, falafel. Okay. Right? Yeah, falafel. Hummus beans. Eh. Okay, like... No one served... Right, right, right. That's not served at a wedding. Come to the wedding. Here it comes. Have some hummus. Some rabbis claim potato chips. Even though potatoes, if you go to a wedding, they'll serve you potatoes. Roasted potatoes with rosemary. Very nice. But if you make potato chips out of them, some rabbis claim that it's okay. You don't have to... You don't need, you're allowed to buy potato chips from a goy. Why? Because no one serves potato chips at weddings. Okay, and it doesn't go on. Good. Okay. So the more is, we're we'll back to the question: Why are we saying because these guys? Oh, oh, we did that. Okay. Tan Rabbi Nachman learned in the Brayta on the bottom of the page. Okay. Um, eight, nine lines in the bottom. Tan Rabbi Nachman. Ger shemal v'lo taval. A ger. Right. Tan Rabbi Nachman. Ger shemal v'lo taval. You have a ger who did a brit milah but didn't go to the mikvah. That's what we were talking about before. Eh? Okay, Rabbi Lezer says, Hareza Ger. Rabbi says it's fine. Okay, this is a brighter. Rabbi Lezer is saying it's fine. Because we see that the Jews who left Egypt, they did Brit Milah. We never saw that they dipped in the Vikram. And therefore, Milah works without the dipping. Mm-hmm. If he did the flip side, let's say he dipped and he didn't do Milah. Rabbi Yeshua says, Hareza Ger, it's a Ger. Because we see by our four mothers who left Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. When the Jews left Egypt, they, they, they went to the Mikveh, and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do Milah, because they can't do Milah. That's, no, that, the main thing is the dipping, according to this rabbi. The dipping works. It's a work for the mothers, so it would work. Either one would work. Well, Rabbi Leza says that Milah alone will work. Rabbi Yeshua says, so will dipping alone work, Okay. The Chachamim say no. Taval v'lo mal, mal v'lo taval, and oger achi mol. You need both. Okay. So again, there's a three way machloket. Rabbi Yeshua is saying that dipping alone is good. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Elaz is saying meal alone is good. Okay. Each one with a proof from either imahot or the avot. And the Chachamim say you need both. Okay. Now we had previously seen Rabbi Yochanan who told these guys. The ladies in the in the city of whatever of Giva that that, that or whatever the name of that city was, Yochanan who said, told the ladies in, the, in that city that the Mamzerim, okay, because obviously he's he's strict, like you need both. Okay, anyway, says, why does Rabbi Yeshua say that you could learn from the Imahot that dipping is good? Why don't we learn from the Avot? That also Milah is good. And Rabbi Lezer, why did he learn from the Imahot? So we're, we're, we're trying to understand, right? There's three rabbis. There's Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Lezer, and Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yeshua, and the Hamim. Hamim need both. We got it. Okay. Rabbi Yeshua lets dipping okay. from the mothers. Because the mothers didn't dip. Okay. Rabbi Lezer lets Milah from the Avot. Okay. Why doesn't Rebeleza also let like Rabbi Shua? And why doesn't Rabbi Shua let like Rebeleza? That's what we want to find out. Okay. Each one admits that the other thing happened, right? So, maybe you'll answer me. Maybe you'll tell me, Rebeleza says you can't learn from the Imahot that dipping alone is good. Because we're talking about men. And that was women. You can't give a woman a milah. Okay. Right? 
a man you can. And therefore, just because dipping worked for the woman, that's because you can't do milah on woman. But men that you could do milah on, they need milah. Okay. That will be the explanation why he didn't learn from the Imahot. You follow? Okay. If you're going to claim that, it's not true. I'll show you Rebelezer doesn't care. But Italian, you learned in a bright, in a different place that Rebelezer doesn't care that you're learning a possible from an impossible thing. Right? We want to claim now, the reason why Rebelezer doesn't let is because he doesn't let you learn the possible from the impossible. Since we want to learn men from women, women's milah is impossible. Men's milah is possible. You can't learn possible from impossible. I'll show you a different place where Rebelezer does learn the possible from the impossible. Where's that? Okay. How do we know that the Korban Pesach, you're not allowed to buy with Maaseh Shani money? Remember we spoke earlier that there's Maaseh Shani money, right? There's a certain amount of, of your fruit that you're allowed to, uh, you have to bring to, to Yushalayim to eat in Yushalayim, right? You switch it to money. You can either truck it to your shalim if you have a trucking company. But if you want to save money, you switch it into money. You trade, you sell it to somebody. The money is Masishin money. And you use that money in your shalim for food. Yeah. Now, technically, the korban you can eat is food. So maybe I should say, oh, I'll buy my korban Pesach with Masishin money. Yeah. How do you know you can't? Says Rabbi Lezer. How do you know you're not allowed to do that? You have to buy your, play, pay your own regular money for your korban Pesach. How do we know? Never Pesach with Simon, never Pesach with Rot. Because it mentions the Korban Pesach when the Jews were in Egypt. And it mentions the Korban Pesach when the, for the generations, right? Ma Pesach Mubasayim, and by the just like Pesach and Mubasayim couldn't come from Maaseh Shani money, because the Jews didn't have any Maaseh Shani money. Because the Jews didn't live in Israel, so they didn't have any Maaser to give. So there's no such thing as Maaseh Shani money. So just like the Pesach Mubasayim was only from regular money, so too Pesach for all generations. We learn from there that Pesach in all generations has to be from regular money. Who says that? Rabbi Eliezer. So you see, that's the pot. So you see from here that you are learning the possible from the impossible. We're learning from Pesach for all generations, okay. from the Pesach of Mitzrayim where it was impossible. So you see, you can learn possible from impossible, and therefore by us also you should be able to learn the the men from the women. Okay. You following or no? I got it more or less. Again, men, it's impossible. There's no such thing as Mila on woman. Yeah. Good. Now, it's also no such thing as. Masishini in Mitzrayim. That's impossible. And Masishini in the, the future generations it is possible because you live in Israel, we can have Masishini. And yet we're learning that you can't use Masishini from the possible case, from the impossible case. Okay. And it's Rebeleza talking. So you see Rebeleza, let's learning possible or impossible. So that's so the reason why he doesn't allow me. So, so the reason why Rebeleza doesn't allow dipping only is not because it's not because oh I can't learn possible impossible what, we ask why does he learn dipping is only is okay from the Imahot we can't learn don't say well one's possible one's impossible that's not because of that because I show you over here that he learned the possible and the impossible that's not why mm-hmm. good so says the Gemara told him Rabbi Kiva told him, Hey, Rabbi Lezer, you can't learn possible from impossible. And what Rabbi says, Even though it's impossible, it's still a proof we can learn from it. So you see, Rabbi Lezer specifically says, you can learn possible from impossible. So that can't be the reason why you can't rely on dipping alone. What's wrong with dipping alone? The mothers did it. It should be good enough for, them, for the men. If it worked for the in the desert, so then 
Why doesn't it work for men now? Why, if a man dips only without milah, why does it say it doesn't work? You need milah also. You need milah. But what says milah is the main thing? Why doesn't he agree that dipping is enough like Rabbi Yeshua? says, No. Really, everyone really agrees that if you dipped in the mikveh without milah, everyone agrees it works. Even with Beleza. Okay? Everyone agrees it works. What's the argument? The mal below taval. If you did milah without dipping, Rebelezer yelif malavot. Rebelezer learns to avot that that works also. Rishua avot nami to milah haber. He holds that the avot also had to milah. So the machloker Rebelezer Rishua, we thought that each one only holds of their thing. No, Rebelezer holds with that both of them work. Either milah or dipping, both good. Right. Right, and Rishua holds that you need. That you need dipping only, and milah is not important. Okay, milah mm-hmm. milah don't doesn't work. Okay, minale. Who told the Bishua that that the avot had milah? According to Bishua, that means no. That the avot had tevila. The machlok between Bishua and Rebbe is: Did the avot have dipping also? Rebbe says the avot had only. Everyone agrees dipping worked. Dipping works. Rabbi Leza learns it from the ladies. And Beshua says you need both because he holds that the men had both in those days. How does he know the men had both? Who told him that? It says before Matatuna, go to the men, go to the people, and tell them, get ready for tomorrow. And and dip your clothes, wash your clothes. Before Matan Torah, Moshe told the people, get ready for Matan Torah tomorrow and wash your clothes. That's not dipping well. Now, we're assuming that the washing the clothes means dipping the clothes in the mikvah. That's what we're assuming it means, to make them holified. Mm-hmm. And if so, we never find, right? If in a place, if you sometimes you see that a guy has to dip himself and not his clothes, if the Torah told you to dip your clothes, for sure we require you to dip yourself, right? And therefore, if we're telling you before Matan Torah to dip your clothes, we're probably telling you to dip yourself too. And therefore, we see that the men in in the desert must have went to the mikvah. That's the proof. I said, no, maybe not. Maybe he just told them to wash their clothes. Yeah, so Who told you he's telling them to dip your clothes? Mm-hmm. Pasuk says, wash your clothes. Who told you that's a dipping? Maybe it's just washing to get the stains out. Be clean. Exactly. So that can't be the source. Okay. Rather, it's from here. Pasuk says, It says that Moshe took the blood and he threw it on the people. Right before they gave the Torah, they had korbanot, and Moshe threw the blood on the people. Gemiri, and we learned in we learned in a, in a halachah Moshe Mesinai, the en hazala We never sprinkle blood without dipping in the mikveh first, and therefore they must have dipped. Okay. 
Who told you Yeshua that the mother's dipped? Yeshua holds that the mother's dipped, and he learns from them, right? Who told him that? Svarahu, it's logical. Because if they did not go to the mikveh, how did they become Jewish? It's logical. Because there's nothing else to do on them, right? He holds, you need both. Milah and Tevilah, like Rabbi Yochanan. Right, that's what he said. Whereas Rabbi Shita, of course. Obviously, we just had a machloket, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Lezer, and the Chachamim. And usually Chachamim means it's a bunch of rabbis. And it means a bunch of rabbis, that means you always go with the bunch, not the single rabbis. Mm-hmm. Therefore, why didn't you tell me, by the way, you need both? Of course. They said you need both. It, it was the Chachamim. The said both. I would go with the Chachamim. Mar said, no. Man Chachamim, Yossi. Really, when we said the Chachamim, it's not a whole bunch of rabbis. It's really one rabbi. It's Rabbi Yossi. And therefore, you need the rabbi to come tell you, you need both, because you wouldn't have known otherwise, because it's only one rabbi. Who told you it's only one rabbi? The time you learned in the right If a guy comes in front of court, and he says, I didn't be Milan myself, but I didn't dip in the mikveh. I tried to become a Jew. I didn't Milan for myself. I didn't dip in the mikveh. We dip him. And then he's fine. We don't say, oh... Make sure that the milah was for the conversion. Because who, Mabikach, who cares what he, what, what he did for? No, we're dipping him. Who cares what he did milah for? We're dipping him. And therefore, the dipping is the main thing. But the kid's mom's there. No, no. You have, again, you have a goy who comes in front of us. Okay. We check him, and he has no orla anymore. Someone did a brit milah on him. Okay. He says, Yeah, I did my brit milah in order to convert as Judaism. Okay. So now we don't really know that. Because you're a goy, we don't trust anything you say, right? But so, do we say okay? Do a new brit milah on the guy, which means take a drop of blood off, not not do only nothing to take off, but take out a drop of blood from that spot as a milah, and then dip him. This way, we did both to make care of it. And the 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 first rabbi is saying, Rabbi Yehuda is claiming, who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares whether he did or not? His milah, his orla is off. Dip him in the chalas. We don't care what happened before it. He's holding the main thing is the dipping. And therefore, he doesn't care. What, what is that? And Rabbi Yossi, oh man, anybody, you don't dip him. We need both. Because, therefore, take out blood before you dip him. So we're gonna see, we see from here that the rabbi who says you need both is Rabbi Yossi. That's a single rabbi. And therefore, you don't know for sure who the halakha is like until Rabbi Yossi said, no, halakha is that you need both. Okay. Good. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you could dip a ger on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he holds that dip that mila alone is enough, right? And therefore. Mila alone is enough. When I dip you on Shabbat, I'm not, not doing anything to you. And therefore, I'm not, I'm not dipping on Shabbat. But Rabbi Yossi says, you can't dip on Shabbat because he holds, he needs both. And therefore, when I dip you on, when I dip you on Shabbat, I'm turning, changing you into a Jew. I'm fixing you. And you're not going to fix something on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. You got it? Whether you hold, you need dipping or not will, will determine whether or not He's already Jewish. Isn't that, like, he's yeah, so. according to Rabbi who holds, dipping is not important. 
So you're already Jewish. So okay, you can dip on Shabbat. But the rabbi says, not you're Jewish yet. So you, my dipping is going to make you a Jew. I can't do that on Shabbat. Yeah. Got it? So you can't do that. You following or no? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Amar The rabbi said. Amar Mor. The rabbi said. The fika therefore, Matim Gibbs, where we dip again on Shabbat. Okay? Pshit, of course. Because we had only said before that Rida says, we had a case before where the Goy came and did Mila on himself. And Rida says, oh, let him dip, who cares? Well, we're dipping him, who cares what, 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 why he did the Mila? So there we showed that dipping is the main thing. Now over here we're showing that Mila is the main thing. Right? Because yeah, we're saying the, if the guy Mila, we'll let him dip on Shabbat. So we see from here that Rida lets either this or that. Right? Because before we saw that that dipping alone was enough because we didn't care about doing an extra drop of blood. And, and here we see here we see on, that we're letting you do it, do it, dipping on Shabbat that Mila alone is also enough. As long as we did either one with a Bedin, we're taking either one. That's what Rebidah says, you told. Okay? And Rebidah says you can't dip him. Shita, of course not. Since Rebidah says you need both, obviously you can't fix on Shabbat. No, I said no. I think teaching Khalich also. Maotem, I would think there would be Mila Ikar. According to Biosi Mila is the main thing. And over there, the reason why it was a problem because we didn't see the Mila. But maybe there's Mila in front of us. In other words, if you only had the previous story where 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 Biosi says you need to take some blood out of the guy, okay. I might have thunk that Biosi only cares about Mila. And he doesn't care about the dipping. And therefore, because the reason, and the reason why he says that after he dipped, he needs to take some blood is because he needs, the main thing is the milah. But dipping, he doesn't care, and he'll let you dip on Shabbat. That's what he needs to tell you. No, he, even the reason doesn't let you dip on Shabbat. You need both. And therefore, dipping on Shabbat is changing you, and he won't let that on Shabbat. Okay. Good. Okay. Amar Abarabah says, okay? Of the Havad, there was a story. They brought in front of him a ger who did a mila without a dipping. So Bechia told him, wait here till tomorrow and we'll dip you. Okay? No, tomorrow means it wasn't Shabbat, but it was just... They came... one. Whatever it was, it wasn't Shabbat. Shemamene thought we see three things. Shemamene ger tzedek shloshah. First of all, you see that a ger needs three people, right? Why? Because Rav Safra claims that Rav Oshu was also there. Now, why did he claim that Rav Oshu was also there? There was already two rabbis. Must be that you need three people to dip. Shemamene and Oger Hashem you also see that you need both dipping and. Mila, because you need both, right? 
see also you can't dip a gear at night. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they waited. They can wait till tomorrow. Ah, okay. Okay. Why don't we also prove from here that you need rabbis who are experts? Because all three rabbis were Amoraim, they were all experts. Maybe you see that you can't just take a regular Jew as one of them. That all the rabbis have to be thinking because all these rabbis were rabbis. Yeah. Maybe let's prove from the story that also. I said, no, Dilma de Q. Maybe that's just what maybe that's just what happened. Who told you that who told you that 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 they, they didn't, it doesn't say anywhere that they waited over oh, when in the morning it says they waited till the morning, right? Yeah. But it doesn't say that they waited for a rabbi, so therefore maybe you don't need a rabbi. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna stop over here. Amar Khibar Abba Amar Okay? Baruch Adonai Leonama Men Vamir.